Welcome everyone to the Freedom Room podcast. We are on episode 10 today, so very exciting day and even more exciting than being on episode 10 is that we have Sophie with us, joining us from the UK, who's Rachel's oldest daughter. So welcome, Sophie. We're so pleased to have you with us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hi, Sophie. And we've also Hello, got, got Rachel <laughs> on the line with us too. So um, for those of you listening, we are all on Zoom. None of us are sitting in front of each other, which is what we usually do. Um, but we thought it's a great opportunity to connect with each other, even though Sophie is all the way across the other side of the world. Um, so <laughs> we'll do what we usually do, which is, you know, um, Rach and Sophie just to have a, you know, conversation about kind of what happened and, and you know, what it's like for you now as well. So do you guys want to sort of kick off the conversation together? Yeah, great. Thanks, Camilla, darling. So, um so, darling, do you want to just um, with when we did Amy, I, we just started off with, you know, tell me a little bit now about, you know, how your childhood was, how you felt your childhood was. Um, so, and especially in terms to how Amy felt, it was completely different. I mean, it wasn't towards the end. I definitely towards the end started realizing that, like you drinking and things wasn't normal but because of all the pizza and the days of school and the times that you know when you'd go get drunk and just randomly turn up home with a new pet you know <laughs> all those all, no, all of those especially like every time you turn up with a dog it just blow my world like it really would it really would so and especially like being the child that I was and things you know them the not going to school, the intense amounts of pizza, the dogs you know all of that really really helped me within like my mental health and things, you know, I wouldn't go to school, I'd eat, that would help me. It's obviously the dogs, you know what I'm like with animals. Mm -hmm. So in my head, it was more of a, it was more of a way to avoid my own problems, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like with, yes. say, like with the eating and the no school. So. so when would you say, like, obviously you remember me drinking all the time mm -hmm. and we yeah. would go from pub to pub and um you know there was always party or drama or always at somebody else's house or whatever how old mm -hmm. do you think you were when you actually realized then that it was such a problem oh gosh I can't remember how old I was but I can remember the exact day okay I can remember the exact day so um me, you, Amy, and Shanice were all at Paula's. Obviously, Shanice was there because she's Paula's daughter. But um, we were all there. And um, Amy, I think we'd gone upstairs, me and Shanice, to um, make you and Paula little collages. We were ripping things out of magazines, you know, putting it all down on a bit of paper. And we were doing this upstairs while we could hear Amy downstairs having a go at you both for drinking. And um, <laughs> so we were kind of just stood upstairs like, you know, it's just Amy. Everything's fine. Amy's just overreacting like she always does. Um, so, but then me and Shanice came downstairs and Amy was in there on her own. And we were like, where's mum and Paula? And um, you'd gone back to our house. So we walked back to ours and me and Shanice were going to give you, like you and Paula, the, the little things that we'd made you. But I remember walking in and um, you had a glass of wine in your hand and Amy just started going mad and you turned around and said, well, you were always telling me that I'm drinking, so I may as well drink. 
you know, you, you turned around and you were saying like, you're, you're always moaning at me about it. You're always telling me that I'm drinking. So why shouldn't I drink? And I think it was at that moment that I was kind of like, um, maybe this isn't as normal as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So what about mm. like times when, um, you know, when we would have friends around, when you would have friends around and stuff, um, and, you know, I was always drinking while you guys just got on with stuff. Did you think that it was an issue then, or did you just think, well, this is normal? I just thought it was normal, to be fair. Because you didn't know any different. Exactly, like from both you and Dad, you know. Mm -hmm. I was Both me and Amy were just kind of surrounded by that from, well, just constantly surrounded by that from such a young age we didn't really know like until you got sober we we didn't know what a sober parent was no that's very true yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and um I guess that's another thing you know without going into too much detail that I suppose the listeners need to you know while I was the drunk parent I was actually the safe parent um Mm -hmm. yeah you know um that was like the safe haven wasn't it um Exactly. Yeah, no, the difference between yours and dad's drinking is completely different. So like you said, whereas you would get drunk. And I think I think we probably saw you drunk more than we saw dad drunk 100% because of how much that we did see him. But say, but yeah, no, 100% you were the safe place, whether you was drunk or not. Mm-hmm. And what memories do you do you have? Other than that oh. one, what other memories? Oh, um, well, there's the memory like that Amy was saying about on the last the last podcast. You and Amy, you were saying about when you threatened to put that brick through someone's window, and then there was one the where I did time. put the brick through, or the one exactly. which I threatened. Two completely different yeah. instances. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Amy remembers the one where you threatened the guy. I remember oh, actually okay. standing at the front door and hearing you put the brick through the first guy's house. <laughs> Yes. Well, it might not yes. have been the first the first one, but it's the first one I remember. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, how did that make you feel? Did you feel safe as a child, you know, or did you feel, um, yeah, m- mums are, you know, really unhinged? I'm not going to lie. In terms of when I was a child, in terms of safety, I didn't really know what it was. Mm-hmm. In terms of, so like with dad and things like that, that, that was kind of, the main thing but that kind of felt normal if that made sense so like that kind of unsafeness was kind of just normal for me but when when it come to being with you I definitely felt a, a whole lot safer around you a whole lot safer around you but I, I there was moments where I did feel unsafe like sometimes where there was one time that I remember um oh goodness um you you drunk drove me and Amy to a pub and um, it was the one down near Dad's, and um, we—it was a thunderstorm while we was in the car, and it wasn't—I wasn't fearful as much for the fact of that you were drink driving. I was more fearful of the fact that you made me and Amy get in a car when there was a thunderstorm. I don't know if it actually has any effect or anything being in a car when there is a thunderstorm, but in my head, I was just so—we're in a car there's lightning we're going to get struck by lightning and we're going to get electrocuted and that was my thought process the mm-hmm. whole way there mm-hmm. and and did you know that I was like drink driving so much you know how, how did you know and what did you you know how old were you and what did you know about drink driving you know why why would a child know about drink driving 
Um, you know, so... you was 11 when I got sober. Mm. Um, you know, and, and one thing also I'd just like to, to say as well, you know, um, Amy was always the strong-headed one, whereas you was just always the one, God bless you, you just sat in the background and just let me get on with whatever I wanted. You just, you know, you never really caused me any waves, you know, and, you know, if ever there was drama and there was Amy and, you know, as what we saw as Amy, what we now know was Amy was actually just trying to mother both me and you, Yeah, um, you know, yeah. trying to, you know, she was just, you know, eight years old or, you know, trying to be the mother and take care of both of us. And yet actually what we felt was like Amy just nagging, nagging, nagging. And, and, and I remember it was always easier. Like you would always be the one that if Amy was nagging that I'd just say to you, Oh, Sophie, just stop doing that because you would stop mm. doing it. Whereas if Amy, you know, was doing something or the both of you were doing something, it was always you that I would ask to stop and not Amy because you would always be the one that bless you, that would do as, yeah, that would do as you're told. Um, So, um, so I'm sorry for that. (laughs) It's like, like Amy was saying, I wouldn't change it for the world. I generally, generally wouldn't. Like the person that I have become today, the obstacles that I have overcome purely because I have witnessed you get sober is insane like like I don't I don't know how you feel about it mum but seriously if someone came to me and said you could go back like so many years and you could change all of this I would fully wouldn't change any of it I wouldn't change a thing either darling mm-hmm. you yeah, know really you've, you've really shown me like well you've shown me a lot you know so especially within my mental health and things like seeing you get sober has helped so much so with your mental health so for people who are listening can I tell people um you know exactly yes. yeah so a bit late now because yeah. I'm saying it sorry <laughs> Pete um <laughs> you know so Sophie um lives with schizophrenia um she lives with um you know she's um has depression she has PTSD um and anything else so that I might have missed um <laughs> anxiety <laughs> anxiety uh, of course panic yeah. disorder yeah yeah now Sophie has always had those kind of things as a child um and and I obviously have very often wondered did it have anything to do with my drinking um I've been told from some no um but I'd like to hear from Sophie on does my would you say my drinking has has um played a part in the way you are today in terms of your mental health so um I knew that this question was going to come up so no I I honestly I don't I mean it definitely would have had okay let's leave it there no not really (laughs) (laughs) no you definitely would have had an effect the same way as like say everyone you know everyone's parents affects them a little bit in some way shape or form you know they all do but um, mm. in terms of like my situation within my mental health, I say I think maybe you could have affected it a little bit. But I know from conversations that we've had before, I definitely think that you think you've affected it more than you actually have. Because mm. say whereas whereas like with dad and things, he was kind of the ones that caused all these mental health problems. So that when it comes to the points that like we're remembering and things, I was already mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I was already in that place. And say, if anything, with you and your drinking, say the pizzas, the day off schools, the dogs, the hamsters, all of them, you know, they they were all helping me. 
Mm-hmm. So if it re- really, if anything, even though they were short, small little things, you know, they could have potentially really, well, not even potentially, like they, they did have a big difference. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't, have, you know, if I hadn't have had them, then maybe it could have been worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. And um, one thing that I'd like to to also ask, you know, um, so when I got sober, um, mm. I found out that, use that had started self-harming um yeah but it, it got worse when I got sober and obviously at first I couldn't understand why you were self-harming when I got sober when I got well why were you self-harming mm. and obviously one of the the um the reasons I, I was told is you know because it's nothing to do with you it's not you she's not self-harming because of you it's not because of your drinking it's because of something else you know I'm not that important that's making you self-harm but why why was it was it that you felt safe to suddenly be able to do it or was it just that that was where you were going to go anyway you know because your self-harming really took off when I got sober um and 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 yeah, why was that? Do you think? So um, so I think that I was actually probably self harming a lot more beforehand that I may not have just told you about, but I probably did feel safer coming to you about it when you mm-hmm. were sober. But at the same time, the first thing that came into my head is the fact. So even though it was a good change, it was still a change. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that within sense. itself, especially you, you know what I like. I like things the same. I like things to be if they've been yeah, going yeah. one way. I like them to carry yeah. on going that way. So although we were all so happy and so proud of you for getting sober, when you then came out of rehab, I was kind of just sitting there like everything's changed. Everything, <laughs> absolutely different. No, absolutely right. You know, we were used to your whole life um, revolved around the pubs and the clubs. You know, mm-hmm. every weekend we would go to a pub or a club or after school we would go to the pub or the club or after school we would go to friends and we would, you know, and I would drink. Mm-hmm. It was always out, out, out. And then I got yeah. sober and none of that happened anymore. So mm-hmm. you were then absolutely, it was like, um, you know, you had to learn a new way of living as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that, how weird was that? Oh, it was, it was really weird. And especially it was weird as well, because I didn't think that we were going to actually ever get to that point. If I'm honest, no, no offense. <laughs> yeah, no, but no offense taken. <laughs> but yeah, no, I never really had to think about like things like that or anything like prepare myself for it because I didn't think it was actually going to happen. So then when it did, like for the first six months or so, I was kind of just sitting there waiting for you to relapse. Mm-hmm. I was oh because that's kind of, that's just all that you know all that we all that we knew yeah you know, you'd absolutely always be like, oh yeah I'm not drinking as you're sitting there in front of us with a glass of wine which she says lemonade <laughs> but, yeah um, or the vodka and coke and then Amy w- would always say can I have some and it would be like no um yeah and then she'd Do you know there was one day that um, we were going to bed and I asked what was in your drink because I thought it was alcohol and you said, no, it was just lemonade. And you kept saying to me, you were like, try some, try it, try it. It had wine in it, but you kept mm. telling me to try it. And I kept saying no. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I get, maybe I was saying no because I thought that there was alcohol and I didn't want to drink it or if I just generally didn't want to drink it. But I remember waking up in the middle of the night after that night that we went to bed. Mm-hmm. I was so thirsty. I was so thirsty. And then I woke up and I saw your glass of lemonade on the side that was that hadn't been finished. So I finished that glass of lemonade for you, soon finding out afterwards that it wasn't lemonade. lemonade. Hmm. No. I know um, Amy, say, with the whole um, vodka and Coke, um, and obviously she she would say, can I have some? And if I ever said no, she knew it had vodka in. And um, so in the end, I, I would say, yes, she could have some. Um, and she'd be like, that tastes funny. That's got vodka in. And I would say, no, it isn't. It's just cheap Panda Coke. That's why it tastes funny. You know, mm-hmm. so I would, I would, you know, again, to try and keep the peace, I'd just let her drink my vodka and Coke and let her think mm. that it was, um, yeah. Oh, those, those days, mate, those days. Mm. Mm. Um, but me and Amy were talking about, you know, we were like the three musketeers though, weren't we? Yeah, no, we were. It was us three against the world, no matter what. It was. It was. Anyone looked at us funny, Mum. <laughs> and and yeah. and yeah, did that did that make you feel safe, or did it again make you feel? Because Amy also said that you know um, it made her feel uneasy because obviously knowing that I would just fight anybody, you know, and that's not normal, is it? It's not normal that your parent will go around punching people. So within the things that I knew that you'd done, like the things that I saw you do, it actually made me feel safer considering how dad was with his stuff, how he was towards us. It was really nice to see somebody doing it to somebody else for us, if that makes sense. So for me, it was it was actually say it made me feel not good. But it did make me feel better. It did make me feel safer because I knew that obviously dad was this big, scary person. But so was my mum. You know, whereas dad, like I'd never threaten anyone. If anyone was like bullying me or being horrible to me, they never got the, oh, wait until you see my dad threat. It was the wait until my mum turns up on your doorstep threat. It was it was always it was always you, you know, and I say, you know, it definitely made me feel safer because it was somebody doing it for us rather than to us. Mum, you've muted yourself. Hello? Hello? Hello. Oh, my God, please tell me I wasn't muted that whole time. Um, We're all good? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, we were um, in Redcliffe today, Harrison and I, and um, there was a load of lads and some girls coming towards us. And there was a lot of them. We was on Redcliffe Pier um, and Harrison, bless him, was feeling um, quite uncomfortable about it. Um, and he said mm. he was like, oh, mommy, I feel I feel a bit scared. And that he actually said that, and I thought, oh, bless him. And I turned around and I said, oh, don't worry, darling. I said, mommy can drop kick all of those. And he was like, can you? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Jesus, what if he, he actually wants me to do it? You know, back in the day, I might have been able to, but today, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the day, you wouldn't have done it without a second thought. No. Oh, crazy, <laughs> crazy mother alert. Mm. <laughs> Not crazy mother, just protective, loving mother. 
Yeah. Oh, love you. <laughs> even, even though you were drinking, you were protective and loving. I know. <laughs> yeah. So when we yeah, would do all the, the things that... Sorry, darling? I said you did try your best. I, I did. I absolutely did. Um, you know, considering the circumstances. Yeah. No, I really, really did. Um, so when we would... I said to Amy, you know... Um, when we used to do things like the carnivals or we'd go to the park and stuff, were you ever aware that my, my drink bottle was always full of like wine or vodka and Coke? So when I listened to that bit on yours and Amy's podcast, I was, I was shocked. I was, cause it's one of those things. Like I know that throughout my childhood, there was probably only a handful of amounts that we saw you sober so you was basically drunk all the time, but I forget sometimes that there's certain places where I just didn't, it didn't click to me that you were strong, but it didn't click to me that you were sober either. Mm. So when I heard you say about at the carnival that you'd always have alcohol like in your bottles, that, that I didn't know that, that, that's, that surprised me. I was like, Oh, wow. it's one of those things that makes sense in a way. Well, it does, mm. it does make sense, but it's one that my head just hasn't pieced together on its own. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. It's really interesting mm. the different takes that you had on it too, you know, that to you it was just fun and games because it meant time off school and, and mm-hmm. all the holidays that we had and, you know, yeah. me messing up and, you know, you waking up in the morning and me just going, come on then, we're going away for two weeks or, you know, mm-hmm. you just never knew, you know, whereas you obviously was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet Amy was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And yet you're the real nervous anxious child and yet looking back really it was Amy that was struggling with that kind of stuff that's it's it's really interesting I'm not sure Mm -hmm. that's the right word to use but it's it's a real eye-opener well yeah it is how the two of you yeah looked at it so differently Mm. and because I think the um with dad as well so some things to do with him like a lot of the things that I saw like this is like so within alcoholics, obviously everyone's different. Everyone reacts to alcohol differently. And so it could be like, so the way that dad was, obviously I feel like I got a lot of the, not to say that Amy didn't, you know, cause she was definitely here, but I, I saw a lot. And oh, heard absolutely. A lot. Absolutely. And right. So I you went through within... so much more with your dad and saw so mm. much more um, with me and your dad than what so Amy did. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that I feel like that kind of shows how, I mean, I don't know if Amy just wasn't around it as much with dad or if she just doesn't remember a lot. But um, in terms of that, obviously, she wasn't as affected as I was. But then mm-hmm. we're saying, yeah, no, but when it comes to you, it was a different kind of, whereas when yeah. dad would drink, I'd get scared and I'd want to hide and I'd want to cry with you. I'd, I'd, It'd make me feel better. You know, it was that release. It was that mm. breathe kind of. So I was a much more relaxed mother when I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to do anything. We could have tidy, um, untidy rooms and everything. No, I know. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, so, oh, dear. Um, what, so what's your relationship like today? Because it's, you know, it sounds so beautiful. And like, we, you know, when we're listening to Amy as well, it sounds like you've got a great relationship with both of the girls, which is amazing. Oh, I mean, from my point of view, I have the most amazing relationship with both the girls. I've always been so close to both girls, always. Like I say, we were the three musketeers. It was the three of us, you know, taking on the world, as Sophie said. 
Um, mm-hmm. And and as we've got older, um, you know, even though Sophie, so, you know, Sophie obviously being back in the UK, which breaks my heart daily, um, you know, but Sophie can't come back yet because of COVID and all of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're so close. Um so close so 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 close um and to be um, fair I'd say that we're so close well especially in terms of like with me and things um so like I was saying before about how you getting sober has really helped me within my mental health um one moment that I think about a lot actually was um it wasn't long after I was diagnosed with schizophrenia and they um prescribed me with uh diazepam and um I remember that there was one night I just really wasn't feeling good. And I sent you a message asking if I could have one because he said to take them when I wasn't feeling great. Mm. And I just remember that day. I remember you walking down the stairs. I think I can't remember if I was in my bedroom or if I was in the hallway, but I remember hearing you walk down the stairs and hearing you open up the box. And I was just terrified to tell you how I was feeling. Like I was, I was absolutely like terrified to just be like, hi, I'm, I'm, not feeling great you know um but then I remember that you come in and you sat down and watched we watched Suicide Squad together mm-hmm. I remember because you said that we could put on any film that I wanted and I wanted to put on Suicide Squad and you were like <laughs> the point of time that we're at Sophie's is the best <laughs> thing to watch but um I remember just sitting there as we were watching it and I could just feel like I could feel your love and I could feel I could just feel it pouring out of you and pouring into me and I remember I was sitting there and I was like I just it just reminded me of everything that you went through and how different you are now compared to how you was like not to say before like if I was this at like that age and I needed you when you were drinking not to say that you wouldn't be there but you know like the difference the differences you know it really really opened my eyes and made me see and I definitely think that that's helped us get the close relationship that we have today and I'd love to talk but I'm crying <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry Oh. Crying as well. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, oh Jesus. <laughs> I didn't mean to make everybody cry. <laughs> oh, oh, I love you, baby beautiful, girl. Beautiful <laughs> thing to too. say. Oh. Yeah. And I can't wait for her to come back. <laughs> I can't wait to come back. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I mean... Everybody, lots of people messaged me after um, Amy done her um, interview and and said, "My God, that girl loves you," you know. And and you know, with Sophie, with what she just said, you know, "My God, my girls love me," you know. And yeah. We do, we do. Wow. You're such an inspiration, Mum. Like you really, really are. Say the things, the things that we have already achieved, and the things that we are going to achieve in the future as your children are all down to you. They are all because of you, whether you were drinking or not, whether you was a good or bad person when you was drinking. Everything that me and Amy have achieved and will achieve is going to be because of you. (laughs) I'm starting now. I was doing well with not crying. (laughs) Wow. I'm just so blessed to have both of you girls considering, you know, um, we're just as blessed to have you as a mother and so is Harrison <laughs> it scares me when I look at Harrison being just a 
um, and to think the lives that you and Amy had when you were his age, um, you know. Um, but I can't change any of that, you know. I can't. I can no. only, you know, um, make sure Harrison doesn't ever get to see it, um, you know, um, and he will never have to. As long as I continue doing what I'm doing, he will never, ever have to see me drink. And I know that he won't. Yeah. Whereas before, so when, when you first got sober, I won't lie, I didn't have a lot of faith. <laughs> I won't lie. But now I have I have 110% faith. I certainly have a lot of tools um, to use mm-hmm. that I've uh, picked up along the way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you so much, Sophie. I love you so much too. (laughs) This has been so beautiful and thank you so much to you guys for, you know, opening your hearts and sharing with everybody and me, you know, what it's like to, um, you know, be in your shoes, Sophie, and and to go through what you did and, and what beautiful connection and love you have for each other now. It's, I bet you that this will give so much hope to those so many people out there that are struggling to know that, this is what can be if if you work at it and stay sober. You know, this is this is on offer, which is yeah. absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like with and especially within. Obviously, I don't know if this is true or not, but I can imagine that with a lot of alcoholics with children, especially if their children have turned their back on them, I could imagine that that kind of feels like like that kind of the last thing where they're like, oh well, they've given up on me. Why why should I care? you know, that kind of thing. But um, like a, a kind of a thing to remember is sometimes even just the power of trying can be so heartwarming and thoughtful to someone, like just the thought of even trying, you know, like when mum said that she was going to rehab, like just the fact that she was going to go that step further than just trying on her own. That was enough for me to be like, okay, she she is trying. She is going to try and do this. Mm-hmm. you know so there's like if people like walk away and things there are ways to get them back especially you know if you prove you know that That's you can right. do it because everyone can do it you know yeah um, and we're living proof of that mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. well thank you so much guys and um i know that there's going to be so many people out there that are going to benefit from listening to this podcast so thank you so much for being so honest and beautiful with us thank you thanks so there's no worries well thank you so much to everyone for listening and we look forward to you joining us next time so take care from rachel and i see ya and we'll speak to you next time Bye. Bye.